welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the show. Um, it's Saturday. It is April 17th, one week away from me heading down to Key West, Florida for Summerfest in Key West type thing. <laughs> That's what they're calling it, Summerfest in Key West. <laughs> mile, mile Zero Fest, it's actually called. So I'll be down there for a week. So we're going to have a couple weeks off. No show. You won't have to get up earlier than normal. No, it doesn't help me, but <laughs> it doesn't help. I still have to be up early. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out the website, cffpodcast.com. Hopefully, by the time you're actually listening to this show and deciding to go and check the website, I'll have the damn thing working again. Like, there's, I'm having glitches. <laughs> glitches. I'll be on the phone with GoDaddy after I'm done uploading the show today is this glitches like me forgetting to file my taxes then realizing i don't have to file my taxes why don't you have to file your taxes well you have to file them until next month oh oh yeah that's right yeah may 15th <laughs> so you're lucky for, for well no i would have done it but it's just why you just get an extra month to gain a, almost no interest on your money yeah exactly yeah. Oh. um yes yeah, kind of a glitch like that only that you at least know what the problem is i have no idea what the problem is <laughs> That's why I need to call the smart guys at GoDaddy. Um, questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or use the fan line, 414-520-8249. Leave us a voicemail or a text message. We'll read or play those on the air. Um, a whole bunch of stuff going on today. We have a couple news items. We have some housekeeping to do. We have... To remind everybody that the NFL draft is coming up and we have our contest going. Correct. It is the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast Mock Draft Contest. Right? That's a mouthful. It's really easy to enter. It's free. It costs you nothing. So you should be getting your mock drafts in. All you have to do, email us your, your first round for your mock draft, send that email to cffpodcast.com at hotmail.com. You need to include your name, your address, your phone number on your entry. And then you fill in all 32 NFL teams where you think they're going to be making their picks. And you need to fill in all 32 players that are going to go in the first round. You'll get a point for each team in the correct position. And you'll get a point for each correct player in the position. Person with the most points is going to win a fabulous $50 dining card to a a restaurant from the show. Person person in second place, or however many people are in second place, a $30 gift card to a dining restaurant in from the show. And the third most will get a $20 gift card, probably to like a Subway or something. Mm. Who knows? With their fake bread and turkey meat. I still have allegedly. Been able, I still haven't been able to prove that, but okay. <laughs> well, I read the article about the how, how their bread doesn't count as a grain in, yes. in Ireland. Yes, that's hilarious. As a bonus, if anyone gets the first ten teams and players correct, they will win one hundred dollars worth of dining gift cards from the show. Oh, well, I'm going to be dining out like a. Well, you're not band. allowed. Oh. You're, because you're you're part of the program, you can send in your your uh, your brag your um mock draft. You just are not allowed to win. I'm, and I I'm I still expect crush one it. so that we can. I'm still going to crush it. Okay, I hope so. I hope so. And then that that doesn't that's not just one person that's going to win this. Anybody that gets all ten teams and all ten players correct, they're going to get a card like that. That's how confident I am that uh, knocking on wood here. That uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you may enter as many times as you wish. However, each ent- entry must be sent via its own email. So, if you send, you want to enter ten times, you need to send me ten emails. 
Sound that make fair? Now, if they send you ten in one email, just the first one goes. First one is going to be the only one that counts. All right. All entries must be in my email box by midnight Central Standard Time on April twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. It's that simple. Couldn't be easier. One well, of the house cleaning projects done. It it could be simpler. It could be like voting for the fantasy girl or whatever works. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. We'll have that information. That's more housekeeping coming up during our fantasy girl time. Okay. So yeah, we got that information for you. But you want to? Should we just start the news and get this rolling? Let's do it. All right. Like I said, two news items. The first one, Julian Edelman, receiver for the Patriots, has retired from football. Edelman was a seventh-round draft pick who played 12 seasons with the Patriots. He ranked second in receptions and fourth in receiving yards in Patriot franchise history. So obviously, as... Who's first? uh, I don't know. Mm, I didn't look into that. I'm just curious. (laughs) I didn't care enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, who cares? So, obviously, with the retirement of Julian Edelman, what's the next obvious question? Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? <laughs> I found I found one view from each side that I thought were the most interesting. Okay. We'll start with um, the positive. The Steve Smith Sr. to third, second, or whatever the hell he's going by now. Okay. He says, hell yeah, when I think of Edelman, I think of a hard-nosed, tougher-than-snot wide receiver who played far above his draft standing throughout his career. When the Patriots needed to move the chains and Tom Brady needed a target, number 11 always answered the call. Now, is it just me? I always thought Gronk was the guy that Brady looked to when they needed a clutch reception. Or who was the little guy before Edelman? Wes Welker. Oh, um, yeah, Wes Welker. Yeah. Maybe Wes Welker's no, no Wes Welker can't be number one. No. That would be a good thing to find out. Maybe, so, I, maybe I'm doing that right now. <laughs> oh, you might be? <laughs> For the contrarian view, you're going to love this one. James Jones, ex-Packer receiver, says, Julian Edelman had a very good career, but there's no way he belongs in the Hall of Fame. If I look down the line at some of the best wide receivers to play in just Green Bay, guys like Sterling Sharp, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, or Greg Jennings, who, like Edelman, all played with a Hall of Fame quarterback, their career stats far exceed Edelman's, and they aren't ever sniffing enshrinement. Looking at my own career, which I'm very proud of, I had nearly 200 fewer catches but 15 more touchdowns than Edelman, and I know I'll never reside in Canton. If he gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it will be so disrespectful to so many other players who have had great careers. Seriously, they will have to start letting everyone in. Did you happen to hear Donald Driver's take on this? No. On a Houston radio station? No. They they asked him, I, I, he was in plugging something, and they asked him about Edelman retiring and should he get in the Hall of Fame, and Donald Driver said, point blank, if he gets in, I'm going to be rushing the stage. <laughs> Wow. Because so, I think Donald Driver will someday get in. Probably. Okay. And, as, and I don't know if he belongs in. No. Uh, um, who who was it? One of the one of the old wide receivers, one of the old guard guys said, oh, Deion, Deion Sanders. Yeah. Said, it's no longer the Hall of Fame. It's the Hall, Hall of Very Good. Yeah. that I've been saying, Deion Sanders, he's turning into a smart man. See? I've been saying that for a long time. It's like they're, they're letting everyone in. Yeah. It's... It, well, it's it's mandatory now every year that they let in so many. Right. Well, it's like, okay, well. But Why you, do you, you have to not, let in that many? Right. You may not have that many that are that good. Right. You're just letting them in because, well, we've always let in six. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't have six that belong in there. Right. Oh. They apparently have this backlog, but if you look at the backlog, it's, <laughs> guys, it's that, guys that shouldn't be in. Well, and this is the thing. Somebody else brought this up too, and I'm like, oh, that makes amazing sense. This is the Hall of Fame. If you're not good enough to get in. In the however many, oh, this is about the baseball one. Okay. If you're not good enough to get in, in, in a certain number of years, why, what makes you better later on? Right. Why, why are you getting in 
when when only you can you can only get in on the veterans list or something. The only thing that Edelman has going for him is his playoff stats, which are second only to Jerry Rice. Right. But it's not about just the playoffs. Right. And it's, it's the season counts. Right. And it's not a it's not an individual game. No. I mean, it, it's amazing how whenever you talk about Tom Brady, it's, it's, oh, he did all this, he did all this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And, and But when you talk about people that played with Tom Brady, it's it's never, oh, my God, Julian Edelman. Right. Oh, they were so good. This guy was so, so good. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. no. Well, it was all because of Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, if it's that for that, well, then— this is what um, I forgot. I forgot. There was a guy, one of the talking heads on ESPN. He, he was an ex-football player. Um, said that if Brady, Gronk, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all go to bat for Edelman, he's a shoo-in. It's like it shouldn't be a popularity contest. That's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. But but in, in reality, if you look at it, three guys that are available for the uh, Hall of Fame right now, Sterling Sharp, yes. Donald Driver. Should have been in a long time ago. Edelman. The reason Sterling Sharp isn't getting in is because he didn't play long enough. And he never really did he ever he he made the playoffs, right? Oh yeah. And he he dominated in his time frame. Right. He led the league in receiving, catches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can't say that about Donald Driver, you can't say that about Edelman. They never dominated their time frame. They shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Right. I I agree. Oh, and by the way, yes, Stanley Morgan. Oh, wow, ten thousand three hundred seven or three hundred and fifty-two yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Gronkowski second with seven thousand eight hundred sixty-one. Welker third with seven thousand four hundred and fifty-nine. Yeah, Edelman fourth, six thousand eight hundred and twenty-two. Wow. Followed by Troy Brown, Irving Fryer, Ben Coates. Blah 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 blah. Who cares? <laughs> If you don't even have 10,000 yards, you shouldn't be in. No. <laughs> well, they're like, wow, look, because that was one thing I saw. Look at what he did in the playoffs, and look how many Super Bowl rings he has. Okay, well, a couple of those linemen yeah. have the same. The punter I was has that say, many. Yeah, I was going to say exact same thing. It's it's There's plenty of positional guys that got that many rings, but yeah. they're not going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, and the continuing soap opera, that is the Deshaun Watson situation. We are still at 21 women accusing Watson of sexual assault. We had that, we had thought that it dropped from 21 to 20 after one of the accusers dropped her complaint um, after not wanting her name released because of security and privacy. Then, just like that, another woman came forward. This one isn't even a masseuse. Oh. Lace woman's a makeup artist. Well, there you go. Well, because you need a lot of makeup as a quarterback. Yeah. Watson's attorney has also come out and put the information into the air saying, Deshaun Watson had consensual relations with some of the women. Now, I'm going to remind everyone that I am not an attorney. My, But my common sense tells me, one, if you're deleting text messages that reference payoffs to keep quiet, and two, your attorney needs to come out after you were saying you did nothing to these women at all. And your attorney has to come out and said, wait, we had some consensual relations with some of these women. Something's not right. Did, did you have a chance to listen to those? No, I haven't yet. You, you have to listen to them. The, the, um, P, PTF podcast P, PM. Yeah. Podcast. They they did a great three part series on well, they're doing it every week as long as there's stuff going on. Uh the guy that's on that podcast and his name escapes me, mm-hmm. he's a lawyer. Okay. So he's a, a football guy, but he's also a lawyer. So he's got a really good take on all this stuff. And he's talking about what's going on in the background and all this stuff that's going on. And it's pretty interesting. It's pretty darn interesting. So if, if anybody out there has a chance to look at it, they were, they, they're all in the title, something about Deshaun um, Watson. It's the April 4th, 5th, and 6th or something like that, those podcasts. Go out and look at them. Take a listen. They're pretty interesting. The PFT podcast, PFT PM. PM podcast, yep. 
Uh, let's see. Deshaun Watson, Florio, and... Mike Florio's the guy, yeah. Yeah. Florio and, and uh, Sherry and Williams? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay. The other guy. No, it's a gal. Oh, it's a gal. That's a gal, oh, and of course then, it is. then there's a guy also. Oh, kind of like Shanae and Golick on ESPN? Yes. Okay. Yes. As the season begins, people are putting together their leagues for 2021. And because we want to be helpful and throw all kinds of mud into your ideas... <laughs> We thought we would just go through the different options out there for everyone when it comes to how drafts can be run, as well as the different league options that are available. There's options? There oh there's a it's like a it's like a Las Vegas buffet. <laughs> oh, there you go. When it comes to that. Let, let, let's just put it this things have come a long way. Absolutely. From whenever fantasy football was invented. And it has morphed into pretty much, well, whatever you want. Yeah. You want some gravy on top of your chocolate sundae? You go and put some freaking gravy on that baby. <laughs> and it all depends on basically what you think is going to be fun and going to be interesting for the people in your league. See how I've turned from guys in your league to people? People, see? Huh? You're, you're, you're huh? getting woke. I'm woke. <laughs> Let's start with the different types of drafts, shall we? We will go from the basic to the most involved types of drafts out there. The first one is, is a draft that, that makes me think, why are you even bothering playing fantasy football if you're doing this type of draft you might as well be playing in a best ball league and just forget about everything this is a type of draft where people can basically just tell all their friends yeah yeah i play fantasy football the automated drafts or the auto pick draft this is basically where where you say the league's draft is run on auto pick for everyone yeah who you end up with whatever the computer picks for you. No need to discuss this much because it should be illegal. Yeah, it's stupid. After all, the draft in most leagues is is usually the most fun and, and the most planned out part of the season. Yeah. Right? The second type of draft is basically how, how everything started. The linear draft. Draft runs the same way as the NFL runs their draft. Every team picks in the same position every round. Good for keeper dynasty leagues, but but brings up some fairness concerns for total redraft leagues, which brings us to the snake draft or the serpentine draft. And this draft works by mirroring the first two rounds and continuing from there. In a 10-person draft, the person who picks first will also pick 20th and 21st, while the person picking 10th will also pick 11th and 29th, and so on. Make sense? Now there is the one option. To you this. there is the it's we call this the Wayne option, but it's it's actually somebody else's. It's yeah, some mathematical wisma kid yeah, came up with an <laughs> Analytics idea. Analytics, boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 you take the snake draft and they call it a third round reversal league or draft, and basically it's it's a serpentine draft. But what they do is the third round flips back, so, so the second and third round are exactly are the, same. the same. Yeah. Okay. So, so supposedly it's supposed to mathematically um, align all the all the draft positions and make it a fair out fairer outcome for everybody. See, and this is what happens when you involve math. Exactly. That's why I hated math. And, well, that and that's what happened is is this be, this became rotisserie people and it became all the the math nerds and yeah. We need to make this more fair. Yeah. Now, now we get to start, get a little more involved with drafts that require more work by the team and owners. We start with the auction draft. These are uh, very similar to real-life auctions. Teams are given a starting amount of money. Leagues can be set up so that there is a database that runs through players randomly to put up on the bidding block, or teams can nominate players to be put up, up for auction. Teams then begin to bid on each player that is currently up for bid with the high bid winning the player. This type of draft can be confusing, but it can also be fun, especially for experienced fantasy football players. And uh, to this day, I would love to do an auction draft, but it scares the shit out of me. I tried maybe twenty years ago. Yep, I, I got with a guy and we got into a league, and it was a it was an auction league. Yeah, I had no fucking. Idea what I was doing. <laughs> how much money do I have left? I, I had no idea. I I didn't know how much money to spend. I didn't know. It, it, I think it would take some getting used to. Yeah, to, you know, to understand what the what the parameters are for spending. Right. on guys. But yeah, I did it once and I never oh. did it again. 
I I did actually Dan and I did it. Was it last year or the year before? I think it was before COVID. But you know how right before the season drafts all start through like ESPN and all that, Mm -hmm. you can go mock drafts. Yeah. Well, we did a mock auction draft just to see how it works. Okay. Holy hell, I was lost. Yeah. I was lost. I think maybe maybe if you did the mock ones, maybe that would help. Yeah. Help huh. get you involved in figuring huh. it out. I didn't think about that. But if you want to get started and you don't want to do a full auction draft, this is where where the fun starts morphing. Yes. And we, we could do we could do a hybrid draft. And it's an alternative to auction and snake drafts um totally. You know, like it it takes the best of both. Um and they're starting to gain a lot of momentum through fantasy landscape. And the league that is using a hybrid system, it usually works like this. The first p- five players for each team are awarded through an auction format with the rest of the draft running in a serpentine or linear type setup. So is that is that only for startup leagues? I mean, it, it would have to be because, well, I mean, you could probably do it in keeper, right? I guess and you could. And change the number yeah. of auction picks. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. Depending on, and again, here it is. You can do it however you that's want. That's right. That's right. See, it seems like it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it does mix in both, but it doesn't make it such an investment that you have to go crazy with right. doing your homework on right. everything. I yeah. mean, I like doing my homework, but it gets to a point where, <sighs> what the hell? <laughs> Information overload. Yes. And this type of draft would also help, like, if you want to make sure that everybody shows up to the draft. Oh, yeah. Because this would be something hard to do over an online type thing. Yeah. Having to draft the first five. Um, there's also, this is, this is one that Wayne's involved in right now, an off-season free agent draft. Yes, this is my my home league. Yes. And we started this, I don't know, 25 years ago. And it was, it was originally called the April Fool's Draft. Then yeah. we changed it to the April Fool's Free Agent Draft. Uh, signing period. And basically what it is real simple is you're allowed. So we're, we're a modified keeper league. We keep eight players. That was until this year. We went to a, went to dynasty league uh, this year, but you'd keep your eight players. Everybody else falls into the waivers like normal, but before the NFL draft, ostensibly on April 1st, mm-hmm. hence April Fool's draft. Right. You're allowed to use your first round pick, your sec your first through fifth round picks in ascending order. A first round pick costs you five dollars, a second round pick four, a third three, etc. Only if you use them. You're allowed to use them and pick up a free agent player. Now you have no idea what who their team's going to draft, whether there's going to be competition, so that's why it's maybe foolish to do it. But it's a lot of fun, and I, I tell you, be besides the draft, it's the second most fun that you have. Yeah, because because it takes so long to do it, and you're like, yeah, it's, who's going to pick somebody? Who's going to let somebody go? Well, and, you're in, you're in the off season, so we've been doing it since last week, and we're going to finish it up on Monday. So it, it take, took basically a week out of a time frame where there's nothing going on. Right. You know, the free agent signing's over. All this stuff is done. It's just kind of fun to, you know, have a little football in the middle of uh, spring. Right. And then brings us to this final one, which is kind of just a, a way to determine if you're having problems determining on who's going to get. So it, let's say you're starting up a new league and you want to make the most fair way of figuring out what the draft picks are going to be, the draft pick order. Uh, there's this way that Wayne found. It's called the the NASCAR draft or the Kentucky Derby draft. Whereas um, for either a horse race, it doesn't even have to be the Kentucky Derby. It could be any horse race prior to your, your it's, draft. It's called horse race. It's called Kentucky Derby. It's called NASCAR. Okay. So let's say you have 12 people in your league. You... In fact, we're going to, I've just decided I made an executive decision. We're going to do this for the Glutton's Guillotine League this year. There you go. We're going to do it NASCAR way. NASCAR. NASCAR. So what what you do is every person gets randomly assigned a a race car driver or a a horse in a horse race. Yep. And then in said race that's been determined, this is the race we're going to use to determine the draft order. 
how your player finishes or how your racer or your horse finishes will determine your draft spot. So the highest finishing racer in the NASCAR race gets the first pick and the second highest, so on and so on. They don't have to finish first, second, third, just where they finish because there's obviously in NASCAR, there's what, 39, 40 drivers yeah, each yeah, race. Yeah. So we'll just take, what we'll do is we'll take the top, there's going to be 18 teams this year, right? Because no, 17 teams this year. 17. Because there's 18 weeks. Correct. So there'll be 17 teams in, in the Glutton's Guillotine League. We'll have the top 17 points winners so far in NASCAR. Uh, and we'll randomly draw those on the air. Do you, I'm, I'm just thinking of this on the fly. Yes. Do you need to draw alternates in case somebody's racer doesn't make the field? Uh, all the racers do make the field because oh. there's there's room for 42 racers. No, but what, what if somebody crashes or during t- time trials? They don't do time trials this year. Oh. Because of, you know, science. Oh, because you can catch COVID on the You can track catch COVID for practice and for qualifying, but not, not during the, the race. race. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Maybe you're not aware of this stuff. No, I'm not. I, I'm not a science major. <laughs> and usually if they crash during during um, qualifying, they can still repair their car, bring out their backup. Yeah. So, okay. There you go. So and with that, I'm sure there's many, many more types of drafts that we haven't even thought of or, or heard about. Oh, we got one more we need to discuss. Which is? Carousel. Oh, yeah. I was going to let that one kind of go because holy shit, trying to find information on this. Yeah, this this one was difficult. And, and, and I may have the wrong name, but I will give you the gist of what, what I know. Uh, yeah, just of, of the draft and, you know, you can play it by year or you can make it up as you want to. So a carousel draft is essentially you have the 12 teams. We'll just say it's 12 teams and they randomly decide their pick order. And that's, you know, could be a randomizer, can be drawn out of a hat, you know, pick cards, whatever you want to do to, to randomize the, the selection. The team that goes first, they have their choice of taking a draft slot, a Devi player, a developmental, d- developmental player, sorry, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, um, a, a veteran player established, not a rookie. Um, I think those are the three things you can do. So essentially, you get to go in order, and you can pick. If you if you pick first, you can say, "Oh, I want to draft first. Boom. Next guy can say, "Oh, I want Ezekiel Elliott. Boom." And they just keep going like that until you've got all the stuff put away. Right. And then everybody just goes and does their draft or their picks the way they would. It's a lot more convoluted and complicated, right. but it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. And again, that's what it's about. That's right. Not necessarily the convoluted, but the fun part. Well, usually fun is convoluted. <laughs> it usually is. <laughs> the harder it is to understand, the more, the fun more it fun is. or maddening it can be. <laughs> exactly. So with that done, now we're going to go through the plethora of different types of leagues out there for people to participate in. And again, we'll try and start with the most simple and basic to the most crazy and wild. And with that, the way it all started, a redraft league. This is where every year you draft a new team. This is how fantasy football first started. You know, you just get much simpler than that. Yeah, I, I can't believe that we continued to do that for so long. I know. Because before we started doing saves and... We were talking about this at breakfast. Your your home league is what, 30 years? 30 plus, yeah. CFFL, which started the podcast, is in its 29th year this year. So, and I remember we started off that way. It was yeah. just a redraft every year. We would do it every year. And you're, and you're going, you know, 30 rounds sometimes. <laughs> and we went to keeper and it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, there's not going to be enough players. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we actually started out, I mean, it, I know in... in your leagues, uh, in your league, the the keepers are three. Three, yep. In, in our league, the keepers are, we're up to eight. You're and, almost a dynasty. Well, well, it's, <laughs> well, we actually went to dynasty this year, but we we kept up, upping it, and then we landed <clears throat> on, well, it's, it's seven players, and then your developmental player. That's right. your eighth player. So you have to carry your developmental player all year and blah, blah, blah. But, and it's, it's a, it's a, has to be a rookie or first year player. Okay. Yeah, because well, we when we first went to keeper, 
you could keep your players forever. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, that never gets the game guys back into either different teams or back into the pool. So yeah. then we started doing the, okay, you can only keep them three consecutive years. And if you trade them, then the contract resets for for the person that gets yeah. them. So at least players were changing teams for a while. Which brings us, you know, like I said, to the Keeper League, which is like a redraft league, except every year teams get to keep a predetermined number of players from their previous roster. Length of the years that a player is allowed to be kept is, of course, decided on by the league. And then that moves into the Dynasty League. This is Keeper League on steroids, everyone. That is correct. You keep your entire roster every season, and and like in our podcast league, which was uh, introduced and started by the two guys in Canada, Canada. We, um, Mexico North, <laughs> we have 30 players on our team. And so our, basically our draft every year is, is a rookie draft with a couple scragglers of veterans taken. Yep. So in order to, it's a, it's a five round, draft. five round draft. Yep. You don't have to pick all five rounds, but if you do, Prior to the draft, you need to cut players in order. Like, let's say I have, I only want to do four picks. So I need to get my roster from 30 to 26 so that I have room for those four players. Make sense? But again, you do this however you want. That's right. Next type of league, the best ball league. This is uh, designed for people who love doing the draft, but don't give a damn about anything else. Yeah. So you have your roster that you draft. And then each week during the season, your score is determined by the highest scoring people on your roster at each position. This usually is uh, <clears throat> also, well, I guess it doesn't have to be a, a just a top score for out the whole, throughout the whole season type league. It could be, you could still play head-to-head, right? I don't see I, why not. I guess technically, yeah. There's no reason you couldn't. Yeah. I know in, in the... Um, one that I joined online this year, the uh, Data Force Football. It's a high score. Yeah. Although it's a best ball. Most best balls are high score. All right. Which moves us to the Vampire League. This league would run as a redraft league with the only difference being, let's say you have 12 teams in your league. Every year before the draft, you either do a random draw or everybody votes on who gets to be the vampire. Select a steak out of the... Exactly. Oh, oh, <laughs> short steak is the vampire. Short steak is the vampire. <laughs> the vampire um, gets to sit out during the draft. So every other team, so the other 11 teams will draft their players. And then once that's done, the vampire fills his or her team after everyone finishes their draft. But this sounds like a disadvantage at first. But the way it works is throughout the season, only the vampire gets to use the waiver and free agency lists and everybody else is stuck with the players on their team. So you would think the vampire would be able to possibly overtake. I would, I would think so. Especially if you, which is the example used in all these things that, uh, you know, the Christian McCaffrey situation from last year or Saquon Barkley. Right. You, know, you draft him. There, there's never a season where players don't go down. You're so. always short a player. Yeah. Um, benches are tight, so the other drafting teams need to be careful as how they fill their roster, uh, taking into account, like I said, bye weeks and possible injuries. And then we have the one that we uh, we did last year for our listener contest, the Guillotine League. Uh, again, league requires at most 17 teams as a team gets kicked out each week. And there needs to be just one team left at the end of the season to be the winner. Each team drafts their team. They'll only draft the correct number of positions that are required for the weekly starting lineups. It's a total points league each week. And a team in last place gets, as they say, guillotined from the league. They're done. And you can run a free agent waiver moves however you wish. We did it with a, how's that? What's it called? A free agent budget? A fab. Fab. Free, uh, free, free agent acquisition budget. There you go. I forgot the acquisition word. <laughs> so where you where you bid on the free agents, and those free agents include the the players that got cut from the team that got guillotined. Correct. Makes sense. Yep. 
Next one. These are the two. Um, these are uh, two. They're kind of the same, just different ways in how they're won. We'll start with the Draft Master League. And this is, a, again, a draft-only league where your, your team is made up only of the people you draft. No waiver moves or, or trades or free agency. If you get injuries or suspensions, you're, you're kind of screwed. And the way it works is you have 12 teams. Let's just, we'll always use the 12-team, I guess, as our basic fallback. Each week, you draft a, a player. Can be any player, any position, as long as you um, fill out. So you're gonna have you're gonna have 17 positions. So you'll have maybe quarterback, a super flex, what three running backs, four receivers, two tight ends, a flex, defense, a kicker. I don't even know where I'm at with that. I know <laughs> we're we're close. I lost track. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe two flex positions. Who knows? <clears throat> so you'll draft players. The first week, everybody drafts one player. That player plays week one. The next week, the team with the lowest score gets the first draft pick. Team with second lowest score gets second draft pick. And you draft another player. It can be at any position. And then you put that player in. So now you have two players going that next week. And you continue on and on throughout the season. And that's that's called the, the Draft Master League. High score wins. High score total? Yep. Okay. And then from there, there's a little, a little um, what do you call it, hybrid from that, which is an escalator league. This runs kind of like a draft master league, just a little bit differently. The first draft, everybody drafts like three or four players. But prior to the draft, your league determines, all right, there's going to be 17 positions. Each week, you have to start one player. And then you add on to it, just like in the in the draft master league and or the um, roster. What are they called? Draft roster master. builder league. Uh, roster. We'll call it the roster builder league. I jumped ahead a little bit. Okay. But um, <clears throat> the draft master league is something different. The roster builder league. So you, you'll draft your four players because in the escalator league, what you, what you get to do is, let's say you have you only get to change out a player if they're injured or they get suspended. But if you change out a player, you can't bring that other player back. And you have to change it out with the person at the same position because each week your league has determined which position is going to be started. So um, let's say week one, you're going to do running back. Week two, you have to do a receiver. And then those players will stay in there for the whole season until your roster is filled. And then, but everybody will be playing the same position all the time. And you'll do the drafts. And in, in the Escalator League, you draft your whole team at the draft, uh, not the four. I, that's, uh, I'm not thinking properly. <laughs> so you, you draft your whole team, and then each week you get to put together your starting lineup, but according to what the league determined is a starting lineup. Again, a total score type league. Okay. Um, which then brings us to the Draft Master League. Um, again, no waivers, no free agency, injuries and suspensions. This league usually runs between June and July before the real fantasy football league starts. And this type of league is basically a lottery type deal where you're drafting completely unlocked because what you're doing is you're only drafting your team and that's it. You have just the guys you drafted and they're playing every week and, it can be a head-to-head. It can be a total point score, but you you draft like let's say we're going to have fourteen positions: quarterback, three running backs, uh, flex, four receivers, a tight end. That's all you're going to draft, and that's it. You're done. So you have to know what you're doing. Okay. Right. Two QB leagues. The idea of this league is to try and offset the importance of the running back position. So rather than actually fixing your scoring to make it fair, let's just start two quarterbacks. It's basically how lazy fantasy owners deal with, with the situation. Yeah, this is, this is where they start losing me. Because <laughs> uh, so, no, when you're trying to fix stuff, you're ignoring the realities of the situation. Yeah, because I mean, we're, we're and granted, it's changed a lot, but the whole idea of fantasy football is trying replicate the NFL as close as possible. Yeah. 
And I've yet to see. This is why. Uh, uh, New Orleans. Yeah, but not at the same time. Well. Oh, I guess he's he on would. The, he's I guess on he the would. Yeah. yeah. He's on All the right. Field. Okay. Yeah. But that's the only one. Yes. Ever. Because um, I was I was so against three running backs for I don't know how long. I'm like, we're not running a wishbone in the NFL for Christ's sake. Right. I remember Justin was always, we should have three running backs. I'm like, dude, when they start playing three starting running backs in the NFL, okay. They don't even, they don't even play two anymore. <laughs> no. Fullback they don't even is, do a fullback if fullback you're lucky. Fullback gone the way of the dodo bird. No. There it is. Two quarterback leagues. Why bother? Next one. Well, and, and a two quarterback league is sometimes called a super flex. Super flex league. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I guess it's not exactly a two quarterback league. You could start another person in the superflex position, but it's usually a quarterback. But if you if you have one, because they score more, you'll start a quarterback. Right? Yeah. All right. Next one: the Bizarro League. This is exactly what you would think. This is for the degenerate gambling type guys. <laughs> this type of league is more fun with uh, six to eight teams and a very shallow draft. Since the deeper you go into draft. The less interesting the scoring is going to be. Basically, the owners choose one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, one kicker, one defense, with the scoring being opposite of real fantasy football. You are rewarding in the Bizarro League bad players. You give points for carries, but deduct points for yardage and touchdowns. Low yards per carry are the best. So Ezekiel Elliott's... A half yard per carry in a cloud of dust, that's good for you. Who thinks this is fun? <laughs> it's a different way of thinking, right? Yeah, my guys suck. Yay. <laughs> I took Phil Lindsay. What, what? What? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Other scoring options in the Bizarro League are deductions for touchdowns, points for dropped passes, points for fumbles and other turnovers, missed kicks and field goals. And uh, for defensive points, you know, points and yardage allowed are good things. <laughs> Next, you have the Survivor League. The hardest part is going to be finding a website that services this type of league. But you know what? It runs like this. Each week, you put together a starting lineup. However, you can only use the, sur- the player in your lineup once during the season. So let's say Wayne and I are in the league. We could both start Patrick Mahomes one week. But once you start them, you can't use them again the rest of the season. So you're building, you get the whole NFL roster to use. Yeah. But you can only use each player once. That this would that be, sounds fun. It sounds fun, but it sounds like a commissioner logistical oh, nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Night, trying to keep track of who, yeah. who, has, who has who left. Even with only 12 teams, it's like, yeah. That's I don't, 12 times 12 is 144. Yeah. You'd have to have you'd have to have a list where you can just like mark stuff off. It'd be yeah, like you said, it'd be a bookkeeping nightmare. Yeah, no. Uh, next one, one versus all league, basic fantasy football, but instead of playing one head to head match each week, you play against everyone each week. So your record could be anywhere between eleven and zero to zero and eleven each week. And 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 what issue is this one solving? <laughs> um, the lucky guy that. Or the, the, the Chris, the Sanriku tsunami situation where he was the high scoring team in the league, but never made the playoffs because he was always playing against the guy that had the high score that week. Yep. So he would have beaten every other team in the league that week, except the guy he was playing. But if it happened in the NFL. Yeah. Tough luck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we don't play these games on paper. Now there's, there's another league like that too. It's not uh it's not called one versus um, all. It's oh, it doesn't matter. It's the same. It's the same principle. Same setup. Same principle. Yeah. And finally, this one actually sounds fun to me. It's an eight-team league. Yeah. This this is the actual one that I thought that would be fun to do. That would be fun. Yeah. So there are just eight teams in your league, and it's for this reason. Um, your draft is basically one round, and all you do is pick one of the divisions. So your roster is basically. I let's say you take the AFC North. Why? God only knows. <laughs> but you would only get to use the players each week for your starting lineup from the AFC North. 
And that, that would be so much fun. That would be fun, right? That would be so much fun. You could still do the head-to-head matchups. You could still. I mean, it, it, there would be a lot uh, with an eight-team league like that. There would be a lot more strategy involved. Yeah, because who you're playing and all the all the matchups. That, a lot of that would go into that. It'd be fun. Yeah. So that that's one I wouldn't mind doing. So that's that, everybody. Uh, you got other leagues or draft types that that you know of? Feel free to send them to us. CFF Podcast at Hotmail We're always looking for great ideas of things you you like to do and you know if you, if you can find the rules for a carousel league i'll give you a dollar <laughs> a dollar we'll mail that off to you <laughs> um yeah because like i said we're, we're always looking for new contests on the show like we're going to add in the the nascar draft order for the glutton's guillotine league this year and uh we'll we'll, we'll see what else we could do go fast turn left that's right so that's it for that it's time for the most interesting part of the show. Uh-oh. That's right. Time for the Fantasy Girl. And before we get into that, this is our final housekeeping thing. We ran our long, long Fantasy Girl of the Year tournament. And that's finished. So we want to congratulate Barbara Pelvin. Really? Our fantasy girl of the year. I'm shocked. I know she took out number one. Yeah. And uh, which also means. And I didn't vote for her. (laughs) None of the people did. Uh None of the people that actually took the time to put in a free, a free bracket cost them nothing except 10 minutes of their day. That's all it was for a chance to win beautiful prizes. We had two. And just because I'm a benevolent dictator, I've decided both of them are getting like a first place prize. There you go. So, so, um, what do we have? Brad and, and Don, you're both going to be Brad, a, a listener and a CFFL member. Oh, and Don, who's just a listener, you're, you're going to get prizes in the mail. So congratulations. But <clears throat> because this is the way it usually works when I can't win shit, I take first place. Oh, did you? Did you? 106 points. Ah. Don was second with 83. You came in third at 38. And Brad, who's going to get first place card? I crushed Brad. <laughs> I crushed Brad. Well, by four points. 34. I still, I, Brad, I crushed you. <laughs> Barbara Palvin won with 63% of the vote. Thank you for taking part. It was like pulling teeth to get people involved, but hey, it was fun for us. Yeah. Um, which brings us back to our usual spot in this show. Oh, it's time for the fantasy girl of the week. And like we, like we mentioned, we have to thank Jeff in Traverse city, Michigan, who actually did something that I never thought would happen. He suggested a fantasy girl that, you know, I have no idea who that is I, un, until he mentioned it. And I had to go looking for her. I had no clue. So congratulations, Jeff in Traverse City, Michigan. Our fantasy girl of the week this week, Maggie Rollins. Is she an actress? No. No, Maggie Rollins is a model from South Carolina. She was born February 8th, 1988 in Greenville, South Carolina. She's a fashion model and registered nurse. After graduating from the College of Charleston, Maggie went to nursing school and was working as a nurse until she switched from being on call to casting calls for the likes of Sports Illustrated and Garnier, among others. Prior to being named as a rookie for the 2021 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, Rollins had modeled full-time for the last five years and had previously specialized as a pediatric oncology nurse. According to her Sports Illustrated bio, when the pandemic first hit, and this is why she's getting applause, she traveled to New York City to work in several hospitals in, in Queens. Today, she continues to advocate for quality health care for those in need as, as a one-world health ambassador. She's um, 27, like I said, from South Carolina. She put that bikini down for a while to fight COVID-19 on the front lines while working at those hospitals in New York City. So there you go. She has been married to her husband, George, 
who was the lucky boy next door while she was growing up in South Carolina, dated him. And he, this is one where the girl next door actually gets the guy next door. Yeah. How about that? The 33 year old fashion model and nurse stands five foot, six inches tall. She has green eyes, blonde hair. She wears a size eight shoe. And her measurements are, you've been out of this. Last week was your last. I know. Didn't go so well last week. (laughs) Well, I went half and half, but. um, And, you know, she looks completely different in every one of these pictures. The hair is the same. (laughs) Yeah, you got me there. (laughs) Um, She looks looks skinny. Very skinny. I would say so. Um, but how skinny do I go? <laughs> uh, 23. 23 is exactly correct. Practice makes perfect. Well, I get I get one, that one measurement every time. But <laughs> All right, so now you always go to the top. I know, and this one's confusing me because they look different. It's obviously not a push-up, but it looks like a push-up. Two of them look big and one of them doesn't. So um, <laughs> Go with the one that doesn't. Really? Yeah. yeah. Probably, right? Yep. Um, okay. 34. 32B. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dan, you're going to you're gonna have to open up class again. I'm, I'm, I need a refresher. And finally, the hips. Um, ah, shoot. Uh, th- <laughs> okay, just 36. Close enough. 35. Ah. 32B, 23, 35. Maggie Rollins, the, the nurse turned model or model turned nurse, however you want to do it, fighting COVID in New York City. How about that? I even feel rusty. that's it for the show everybody remember check out the website cffpodcast.com hopefully like i said by the time you're done with this one hour episode i'll have that thing fixed and you can check everything out maggie rollins is up there on the fantasy girl of the week page and uh our mock draft is still up there don't forget to get your mock draft in the cff podcast at hotmail.com name address phone number and your Top 32 teams, top 32 picks in order. Your first, second, third place prizes, that's all on the website on the homepage at cffpodcast.com. And also a special prize if you get all 10 teams, all first 10 teams, and all first 10 players correct. To anybody that does it, big prize for them. Uh, You got questions, comments, concerns, cffpodcast at outmail.com. Or check out the the fan line, 414-520-8249 for your voicemails or text messages. That's it for this week, guys and ladies. Almost screwed that up. You almost. Humans. There you go. (laughs) We're going to be taking a two-week break because I will be sitting in Key West watching the NFL draft, and then I'll be driving home with the wife from Key West. So we're going to miss the next two weekends, but we'll be back after that. So until then, be good. See ya!